Yay. Hello. Hi, Josh and Marta. Yeah, hello. How, How are, are you? you? We're great. Thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing, doing really well. well. Thank you so much. Good. It's great to see your smiley okay. faces. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the picture behind you guys. That is gorgeous. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's us. That's us. Very fun. Very fun. Well, thank you so much for making the time to be with us tonight. I know it's it's a sacrifice staying up a little bit later, perhaps, um, but we are so right. grateful to have the time with you guys. We appreciate it. This is like a date for us. All the kids are we're just Fantastic. sitting here enjoying each other. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, Marta, it's wonderful to see your beautiful face, and we're going to get an update on real soon on your health, but it's so exciting to see just how well you're doing, and praise the Lord for his sustenance. So we're going to start by just getting a little background. We love to find out more about our missionary family. So tell us about you guys, how you guys, or where you guys grew up, how you came to know the Lord, and how you two met and came together. Okay, yeah, we like that story. Uh, first of all, we want to say thank you so much uh, for caring about us, and uh, thank you so much. We, I was thinking today, I don't think there's a day that goes by where we're not impacted by the ministry of Grace Community Church. And so we really thank the Lord for the church there and are so glad and uh, excited about what God's done. Um, I grew up, obviously, in uh, a Christian home in Pennsylvania. I think many of you might know or heard of my father, and he's a biblical counselor. And so I uh, am so grateful for the miracle of salvation. I was converted at a very young age. I had brothers and sisters telling me I was a sinner all the time. And uh, I definitely knew, I was the youngest, I was the baby, and so I definitely knew I was a sinner who needed Christ, and um, the Lord developed, a, yeah, gave me a real love for Him, and I believe there was a real conversion that took place, and then I came out to Masters University, and uh, that's where actually I met Marty. Marty grew up in Alaska. I grew up in Alaska. My parents were missionaries in Alaska, so I grew up as well in a Christian a wonderful Christian family um, with parents that lived out uh, the Christian life at home and out of the home. I saw the same people, loving Christian people. And I went to Master's University or Master's College back then. And um, all before going to university, I was just trying to be a good girl and didn't want to disappoint my parents. So I would say it was at during my time at Master's College that I really um, came to hate my sin and want a true relationship with the Lord and to live my life for Him. Ooh. And then I met Him. Oh. <laughs> we actually met on a missions trip to Africa. So it was my going into my senior year, and she was my assistant leader. I guess Mark Tatlock knew I needed a lot of help, so he gave me the best assistant leader that he had. And uh, I kept making mistakes, and she kept making everything better. I wouldn't complain about it. And I kept telling people, this girl is going to make somebody a great wife. But we weren't allowed to date, obviously, on the missions trip, so I didn't think too much about it. Until the middle of Africa, and then I realized, this girl is going to make me a great wife. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I was on the way home, yeah, and we started uh, yeah, pursuing each other. Wow, that's very, very sweet story of the Lord's sovereignty and through Dr. Talon. Way to go. That's yeah, we're grateful. We're grateful for that. <laughs> well, tell us about your beautiful family that the Lord's blessed you with. 
Yeah, well, we have uh, nine children. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we moved what? to South Africa in 2007 with three. And by 2008, we had six. Yeah. So we slowed down since then. We didn't keep doubling every year. Yeah. But we did over the next 10 years, or not even that, five years, three more. So nine beautiful children, and we um, have adopted three here from South Africa. And, yeah, six from, from me. Yeah. So we have six daughters and three sons. Uh, two of the sons are adopted, and one of the girls is adopted. Um, yeah, 18 is the oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm checking with so Marta. That's yeah. a lot of them. So yeah. Well, right now we're teaching one to drive and one how to read. Wow. So that's our the age span. The oldest yeah. is ready for university, and our youngest just started uh, kindergarten. Yeah. So. Marta is actually teaching her how to drive. I'm a little. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a very good passenger. <laughs> so when she drives, I kind of keep my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thankfully, with that span, maybe the one who's teaching how, you're teaching how to drive can teach the youngest how to read. But you just don't want to do it in reverse, of course, probably. Yeah. Not the younger yeah. one teaching the older. Yeah. She is this year. She's been helping me a lot. So she actually is teaching him how to read. Yeah. That's wonderful. Your newsletters are just so good, you guys. You, you include so much um, that really helps us get a good feel for what your family and your life is like there. And it's been a blessing to see just with the kids and how they really have stepped up and just really minister in your home alongside you guys. And that's a blessing to see. And I know that's from your example as well as your teaching. So that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're thankful for God's grace, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh mm-hmm. and Marta, you both growing up in um, families where ministry was just part of daily life, at what point um, did you guys realize that the Lord was calling you both into full-time ministry, and specifically in Africa. Was it that missions trip that sent you right back, or how did the Lord work that out? Yeah, well, I um, I never wanted to be a pastor when I was growing up in uh, school because I was afraid of speaking in front of people and uh, incredibly nervous. But I spent one summer as a security guard at a chicken factory. And this was my senior year. And when you're a security guard at a chicken factory, there's not much to do. You know, not many chickens want to They're not breaking or... the law very much, those chickens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very safe. So I just read the Bible all summer. And it was that summer that I realized more than anything else I wanted to know God's Word and to uh, be able to communicate with others. So I switched where I was going to university and came out to Masters because I really, I had read Our Sufficiency in Christ. And I was uh, deeply impacted by that book and wanted to come uh, to Masters because I thought that's where I could be trained. And um, we always, uh, we went on the missions trip. Then we went to seminary. I went to seminary. And then uh, I went to pastor in Pennsylvania for a few years. But we really had a heart for orphans and for uh, the poor. And so we uh, kept telling people about that and, and Maybe not everybody else was as excited about that as we were. And then we thought, well, maybe there's a reason we're more excited about that. Maybe this is something that God has laid on our part as a particular burden. And so uh, we loved Africa, and we had the opportunity uh, to come over and work with the church here, and that's kind of how, mm-hmm. how it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. true. <laughs> Well, Marta, it's been an absolute privilege over the last months to be able to be praying for you as the Lord carries you through this serious trial and also carrying your family 
And about mm-hmm. three months ago, or a little over that now, right, you were diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And the mm-hmm. Lord is taking you through. And tell us how you are. We are very excited to hear an update on, on you and how you're feeling and what the Lord's doing in your life through that. Yeah, thank you so much. So, so thankful for all the prayers, really. Um, just want to express uh, gratitude to you and all the ladies there. Um, we've been very humbled from the beginning of all the notes and um, emails and prayers and uh, love shown to us, and we're so thankful. But, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I'm doing well. I, the hardest months seem to be over. The, I, would, I was diagnosed in December, so from December through March, I was on a very aggressive chemo. And so we would like to not do that again. <laughs> but now I'm on a new uh, chemo treatment, and it really um, is every week. Um, but it's really, I'm really doing fine. I'm tired for a day, but I really am fine. I'm able to homeschool the kids, and we're able to start being a little bit hospitable again, and um, I'm able to venture out more. So I'm so thankful. And even through uh, those first three months was hard. Yeah. And um, But we would say there was many, many more good days than bad days, oh, yeah. even then. So, um, yeah, so thankful, so thankful. Yeah, we can say it's been a, a good year. It's been a great year, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, We're just we so thankful. Often, uh, yeah, lay in bed at night and we'll talk about and remark it really has turned out to be a special year um, for us, for me, um, for our family, um, the time with the children. We had some most of our kids in a school last year, and we decided last year, June, that um, this would be a good time that they could just all come back home with mommy and I could homeschool. I was so excited. And school closed on December 6th here. School closed, and I was diagnosed on December 7th. And we saw the oncologist on the 8th, and he laid out the year for us, and we were like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, we have all the kids. But wow, I... Yeah, it's been a wonderful year. It's been a wonderful year, and I've been able, for the most part, to um, be teaching them and, and with them all day, every day. So yeah. we're thankful. Praise the Lord. It was a good uh, lesson. You, you get scared about what's going to happen in the future, but then you get to the future and you realize God's there, too. Mm-hmm. The same God that was with you in the past is there with you in the future. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard, but it's... Uh, Beautiful, too. God's grace has definitely been enough. Mm-hmm. Well, what has been some mm-hmm. of the greatest comforts and helps for you guys that the Lord's been showing you these last months? Yeah, I can say, for me, it's been fun to see all the built-in comforts that God gave me in the years past that were there for me just to grab onto when the hard time came. Um, last year at our ladies' Bible study at our church, I taught through some attributes of God. And so all that studying and note-taking and then teaching those truths, and then December came and I had to apply, was able to apply some of those truths of who God is and what that meant now in this trial. And then um, just the built-in comforts of um, a husband that was right there to support me, was right there in his little chair by my bed studying through the hard days, and I could hear my girls cooking and teaching the kids. I had little kids that would come 
curl up right in me on my bed and rub my back. I mean, just those blessings that God gives. Um, and then a real, um, at the beginning of the year, I did a lot. I've had more time to read than I've ever had before. That's a huge blessing. I would say I never really had much time to read um, with, the, with the busy house. Um, and I've had more time to read this year. And from the very beginning, from some things I had read, we really um, wanted to make the commitment that no matter how this goes, that through any trial or hard time, the goal would be to love Christ more. And so even when the unknowns um, talks with the oncologist or what was ahead, I knew I wanted to fill my mind with Christ and who God is. And so just doing a lot of reading was such a comfort to keep my mind on track. Yeah, for nice. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for truth. Truth, it's really uh, helps you go through trials a lot more easily and with uh, a lot more joy. Mm-hmm. Really thankful for uh, God's grace in my wife's life. And it reminded me, it's reminded me of the power of a, a godly woman. Um, she hasn't complained once, I don't think, and ever since. I mean, there's only been a few tears and and um, no complaints. I can't think of one time. And uh, the home is so peaceful and so filled with joy. I think as a result, you can imagine how different it would be. So uh, that's been beautiful. Oh, and then just... Uh, Thankful for the joy God gives. There's times to suffer and be sad, but there's just so many times to be joyful. And uh, most of this has been joyful. Well, praise the Lord. It's such a wonderful reminder, as you're saying. The same God is on his throne in the trials as well as in the times of peace and and ease. So praise the Lord that knowing that truth is what sustains us and keeps us going. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Lord, You have how much more now in your treatment? What is the plan going forward? So I have um, six more weeks of this chemo, um, and yeah, that's one thing you can pray for. It's every week, and I've um, it's been delayed a few times because I go in, my blood count doesn't always get up to where it needs to be to do chemo. So I, I'm supposed to go tomorrow morning, so we're, we're praying that I can do chemo to keep it going. So six more weeks is the plan, and then... Um, they're hoping just to do a small surgery, and then after surgery, I'll do six weeks of radiation every day, um, just like five minutes every day. So, yeah, um, the oncologist has been very honest with us, but hopeful. We just have, uh, we had one, one bone scan at the beginning that they're waiting to redo when all the treatment's done. Um, he wasn't... He didn't think it looked like cancer, but there's something strange on it. They don't know what it is, so they're just going to wait to see when all the treatment's done. Um, so that was the one one little thing that keeps us clinging to God has a plan. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, my story, he's written, and I know it ends great. So to just cling to him and not get proud like we have this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those, that's where, we am, where I am now. So June... End of June, maybe surgery, and then into radiation, July, August. Okay. All right. Yeah. We will even take some time at the end of our call to be preparing about those specific things. And mm-hmm. I know so that, much, yeah. I know that through these months of treatment, there are still so many ways that the Lord is using you guys to minister both in your family as well as outside your home. 
And one of those main ministries is your church. So tell us about your church and how the ministry is going. Yeah, yeah we love to talk about the church. Our, the church name is Living Hope Church, and it's uh, inner city church, I guess you would describe it. So um, when we got here, we started making friends with all kinds of uh, refugees. There's people from all over Africa that come to South Africa. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, so the church started a number of years ago, just with a few of us, and now uh, there's a good group of people from really all over, all over the continent. And um, yeah, it's a Bible teaching church. We're so we're so uh, so thankful for the ordinary work of the church. You know, people being saved and trained up and sent out. We really want to be a trampoline for uh, African men to be able to, specifically African men, to be able to be sent out back to their home countries to be uh, church planners and missionaries after having really been trained in a biblical local church, because there's not a lot of biblical local churches uh, for uh, we're Africans, you know, for Africans, so uh, we really like to get behind them. So we have a, a young guy that we sent to Malawi after having served in the church for five years. He's a Malawian. And he's planted a church there, Reformation Bible Church, and it's really going well. And actually, our church is sending its first mission trip up to Malawi to be, work with him there. And uh, my daughter, Caitlin's going to go along on that trip. So they take the bus, and 36-hour bus trip across borders. And so that will be good for her. And then, uh, yeah, and then we're going to send another young guy out, Lord willing, who's been with us for eight years, um, from Zimbabwe. He's a Zimbabwean. And, uh, yeah, he's a beautiful story. He went to Christ Seminary. His wife met Marta on the side of a road, asking for work, and then we developed a friendship. And uh, he's just been uh, proved himself to be such a, a godly young man and now is an elder in our church, but has a heart for his home. Uh, and so, uh, Lord willing, we're going to send him and uh, hopefully a couple other fellows from the church as well uh, to plant a church there in Harare next year. So, just some of the things that we're... Mm-hmm excited about. We could talk about that too long, yeah. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about some of the training that you're doing through your church body as well. Yeah, we're all so excited about that. We uh, actually, Christian Andresen, you know, from Germany, we were talking with him at one of these missions conferences about that EBTC, uh, and we thought, man, this is just an amazing idea, because uh, one of the great blessings of my life was going to the Master's University and just having these incredible Bible courses, and I uh, realized that there's a lot of lay-level individuals that have never been able to have access to this kind of training, and specifically in um, churches that are in townships and maybe settings where they don't have quite as much access to good resources, and yet they have a desire for the Word of God, but they might not be receiving great teaching or even know what expository preaching is. And so what we wanted to do, and also what happened was I would do a lot of counseling and evangelism with people who uh, knew a lot of facts about the Bible, but they didn't know the Bible. They were part of, everybody says they're, like 80% of people I talked to would say they're Christians. But then you'd say, what is the gospel? And they're like, that is a hard question, you know. And so uh, it was very difficult to have good conversations about the prosperity gospel or any of these things because they didn't understand how the Bible worked. And so what we thought is, why don't we put together a course where we could provide training so we could uh, just walk people through every book of the Bible, biblical theology, really, and then um, 
we'll be able to have better counseling and better conversations afterwards and hopefully raise up church members and future leaders of churches. And so now we have we meet um, once a month for uh, about eight to ten hours and we have about 60 students. Many of them are from townships, uh, local townships. Um, some of them we're not sure even are believers, but others are very strong believers and we're hoping to be able to send a seminary after this. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things. We really are enjoying that and looking forward to what God's doing there. Well, that's a wonderful, exciting opportunity that the Lord's created there and obviously such a hunger with 60 people going through the training right now. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe God really sent it. That's great. Well, another super exciting ministry that the Lord has given you guys is to start the baby home. And I love reading mm-hmm. all the stories of the sweet little babies that the Lord brings to you guys and all the wonderful homes that the Lord then brings them into. So tell us about the baby home and how you were able to start it and how it functions. Yes, the, it, the baby home has been running for about six years now, almost sure. exactly six years. But we... Um, Coming to Africa really did have a heart for orphans and the vulnerable, and um, we were impatient and waiting. How, you know, how can we start a home? How can we do an orphanage or a children's home? And and uh, the Lord provided children that needed a home that we said we could take into our home to be part of our family. So um, being able to see the difference of children at a good children's home or a good orphanage versus being in a family the way God designed a family was amazing for us to see. And we saw lots of different models in Africa and South Africa of the way children are cared for. And we just developed a strong conviction that the best way to help children is to get them in the family the way God designed a family with a mom and a dad. Not to start an orphanage where we're caring for 100 children, but to somehow do a home where we can... Um, have help children get into a family. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea of the baby home. And um, one of the little boys that became part of our family, his name is Mupa Musi, and it means give me a home. He was abandoned as a baby at a hospital, and we're just assuming mm-hmm. the nurses there maybe gave him the name give me a home. So we named the baby home Mupa Musi Baby Home. And actually, uh, Marta, a long time ago, she said, let's, let's see if we can start a home. And and I said, honey, we have like a uh, hundred rand, a hundred, you know, I think it's going to be a while, but we'll, uh, let's try it. Let's pray and try it. And uh, in about a year, God raised the funds to purchase the home. And most of it happened while we were sleeping. So that was kind of cool. We'd get an email and, oh, we'd like to give to the home. And so we say it happened while we were sleeping. We had nothing to do with it. And we're so thankful for, uh, yeah, for the way God put that together. The way that the legal homes can run here is that the home that we have um, by the government hospital in the inner city there can we can care for six babies at a time and um, so we've now cared for over 50 babies over the last six years and uh, the ladies all the nannies and caregivers are members of Living Hope Church and that's been really fun opportunity to um, disciple those ladies and have them be a part of the ministry and we also have enjoyed just the unknown um, or unexpected ministry we've had with some of the birth moms. Because we've had some of our babies come from a hospital, they're left at the hospital. Some are left, they are found on the street 
and some we've had the moms come to our gate, but we've had some opportunities to develop relationships with the birth moms and say, please come to church. You can see your baby spend Sunday with your with your baby, and um, and we have one particular young lady mm-hmm. who um, came to church every week, and she will say, I didn't come to hear about the Bible or God. I came to see my son, but now she is. Um, the Lord saved her. So this was four years ago, but the Lord saved her. She was baptized. She's a member of Living Hope Church, and now she's a nanny at the baby home mm-hmm. and has her son back mm-hmm. and raising him for the Lord. So that is a really fun story, and uh, we're thankful. You can continue to pray for each baby that comes into the home. We kind of feel like, oh, we have to find a family for this baby, but God, he's brought... Yeah, 53 times over a mm. uh, family for these little babies, so we're so, so thankful. Or else we would have a lot more than nine children, because yeah. my older daughters <laughs> are always like, please, mommy, I'm one like, more, I one think more. our quiver is full. It's full, Bobby. Cool. <laughs> so grandchildren. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, are you Thank guys you. adopting just in South Africa, or is that internationally? How does that work for your guys' baby home? So um, yeah, it depends on depends on the social worker, but most of our babies are placed in South Africa, and if they um, are categorized as adoptable, some do go to Europe. Um, but um, South Africa is pretty close to um, United States, unfortunately. So um, we've even met with some people high up in government, but they. They will maybe open one window with a certain agency here and a certain agency in the States, but we can't do any kind of matching like that with our babies from the baby home or we would get flagged as child trafficking. So we just pray for each of our babies to get placed into a a godly family. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of false teaching and cultural beliefs, adoption isn't always as uh, it isn't as well thought of in, um, in South Africa as you might hope. And so that's another reason why we need more biblical teaching and, and uh, stronger churches um, to raise up people who understand God's word and the value of adoption. Mm-hmm. Well, what a beautiful um, starting point with your church as you guys are growing that and ministering mm-hmm. the church body itself in the baby home. What a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of and testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are living in Pretoria, South Africa. So tell us about your city and what daily life looks like for you guys. Okay. Uh, go for it, Martin. Oh, well. Yeah, Pretoria. It's, it's a nice city. Yeah, it's very so nice, we, yeah. We, um, we live in a suburb, so we don't live in the inner city. Our church and baby home and much of our ministry is in the inner city, but we're just maybe a 15-minute drive on the outside of outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, we're living in a city, but a nice city. Yeah. And we don't have any kind of, unfortunately, elephants or giraffe yeah. that walk through our backyard. But we do have zebra down the road, not too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have to drive a bit if we want to see the African wildlife. We're definitely yeah. in the city. And it's, uh, it's definitely mixed. It's like first world and third world all living together. So if you came to visit us, we live in we would you would think you're just in an American city, but we could just drive down the road to the first traffic light and you would see third world. It's just so mixed mm-hmm. here in the city and 
um, so many different languages that are spoken here, and so awesome that the main common language language is English. But even in our church, there's what yeah, twenty three different languages yeah. probably spoken. So English is the one main language. Yeah, I'm, so we have it easy. We didn't have to learn. Yeah. Learn another yeah. language. <laughs> Amazing. Probably uh, there's only a few of us that English is our first language, and I'm one of them, so that's a, that's a blessing for yes, me. Yes, they have the people at our church say, um, what do you call a person who knows three languages? Trilingual. Yeah. And what do you call a person who knows two languages? Bilingual. And they'll say, what do you call a person who knows one language? And they're like, American. Or pastor. <laughs> pastor Josh. <laughs> so, yeah, we they think our English is... Is well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We often get complimented for our English, but I tell them that's all I got. I better be good at it. <laughs> well, praise the Lord, you're doing it well, Josh. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I'm a- the language study. But- <laughs> Very good. Well, you guys, we have been studying the Proverbs this semester in EW Dream. <clears throat> And this week we had the wonderful privilege of studying about the family. And you guys, the Lord is making you professionals on the family. With nine children, the Lord has certainly filled your plate and given you so much godly experience because you guys go to the Word of God as your foundation and as your source of how you make your decisions and also because of your experiences that the Lord has given you. So what would you guys say? Could you share with us maybe one or two of the most impactful or important things that you guys Feel have been foundational to your parenting and to your family. Yeah. Well, first of all, we're very thankful for the gospel because we know that uh, the most, really, the most important work we could do in our kids' lives is something that God has to do with the Holy Spirit. We can do a lot of important things and helpful things, um, but ultimately, uh, we are praying that God will save them, and we're thankful that He, the Holy Spirit, can do. Uh, he's a better parent even than we are, so we're, uh, we're very grateful for the Holy Spirit's work. Uh, practically, I think um, also as parents, we just are so grateful uh, for the gospel in our own lives, and we think that more you know God and more you know truth and um, apply the gospel to your life, you're a better parent, hopefully you'll be. And then another big one we always say is mean what you say and say what you mean. I think I wish I could. And like seriously, like I wish, I wish we could help uh, more younger parents really believe that. Like um, it makes parenting a lot easier if you actually mean what you say, <laughs> say what you mean. But Marta, she's and also Mary, great wife. That's probably my number one parenting tip. But, um. hey, the Lord has been so kind to us. Um, I, the children, they are really such a joy, and we really. Yeah, try to have a joyful home. We have a really peaceful home. And uh, try to encourage the children with the gospel every day and to live with even an eternal perspective. And even through this hard trial, I mean, I think our life has been really comfortable. And so even our children haven't had to suffer a whole lot. We have, uh, you know, a mixed family. But even with that, we have really, I mean, just... If you love love each other and you love the Lord, the things don't need to be so complicated. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, but even through this trial, it's been fun to see the kids have joy and they respond a lot. How parents respond in situations, 
Um, so yeah, we're yeah, we're so thankful. They're just gifts from the Lord, and we pray that God saves each one of them. And, yeah. Um, and probably maybe another thing we would say is you can learn a lot more about parenting from a relationship than a, sometimes a parenting book. A parenting book is helpful. You need those and you need classes. But a godly uh, mother or father at your church to go spend time with them and ask them and be say, please help me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. And, uh, and I give you free reign to really give me correction and then listen to that correction. I think you can really go far uh, with that kind of humility and those kinds of relationships. Um, yeah. Well, we're so thankful for your guys' faithfulness in your home and your faithful testimony because there's not many people with nine children who can describe their home as peaceful and joyful. Oh, so yeah. praise yeah. the well, Lord for that. It's a bonus. They always have someone to play with. Yeah. When I go somewhere, they only have one. They're like, it's so exhausting. I'm like, it would be. You have to always play with them. You should have a child. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. Well, six of them are girls, though. you got to realize six are daughters, so that's like, that's not really nine children. That's like six mothers and three kids. <laughs> Four. So it's a little bit about the math and the recipe there. Yeah. Too. Okay, we'll keep going. Yeah, you got to play that part of it right, yeah. <laughs> well, our time, sadly, is running low, so let me just see if we can fit in a couple more questions. But we would love to know what has been some of the greatest blessings over your years in ministering in South Africa? Mm. Well, I think just being able to minister, I always think, man, just to be able to scrub toilets for Jesus would be more than I deserve. So... Uh, we're so grateful to be able to be missionaries and tell people about Jesus and preach God's word and disciples. So uh, that is a massive blessing. He's also uh, given us a really great team. And so we're really thankful for the other guys we work with at the church. And I, I think, uh, yeah, like I say, with Marty, I, I knew I needed a lot of help. He gave me a great wife. And he also knew I needed a lot of help at the church. So we have a, a really good team. And so that's been that's been fun. And then just, yeah, just the impossibility of salvation and seeing it happen, you know, that's to, to think you, so often you'll look at a person and think, this is just, this is just impossible. You, I, uh, uh, really, literally impossible. And then you'll see God save them and change them and mature them. And uh, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and we've so loved over the years. We served such a big God. So it's been fun to pray big things and uh, know that there's no way that we could ever do it. And you just pray big things and you see how God works it out in like a way that you could never have imagined. And to look and be like, wow, we serve a great God, a big God. And so many examples of that over the years. And um, yeah, that's mm -hmm. been a blessing. And what has been, would you say, one of the greatest challenges of your time in Africa? Yeah, what would you say, sweetie? She, there's not too many challenges. Probably me, you know, myself. I want to be holier and uh, love Jesus more and be more godly. So I'm, I'm probably the biggest challenge I know. Marta's shaking your head, but I'm sure she's agreeing with you. We saw that question. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you got one? What was it he say? Yeah. You said something, but <laughs> no, it's just, I 
Well, that is a beautifully said perspective. Because obviously yeah. challenges come, but when you're focused on what the Lord is doing, it doesn't quite seem like a challenge, does it? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, we're grateful just to be Christians. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, you guys, how can we be praying for you? We heard specifically, Marta, some of the ways we can be praying for the upcoming treatment and all of those ways. What other ways can we be praying for you and your family and the ministries? Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, two of our girls, one of our, our oldest daughters, she stayed back this year to help Marta, but it looks like she's going to come to California in August and uh, Lord willing start Master's University. And then our second daughter uh, is going to go in January. So McKenna and then Cambria are going to move to the States. So then we're down to seven. It's like our whole life is one big long day at that point. Seven kids, that's like, hey, I am not um, But no, we'll miss them so you can pray for, pray for them. And uh, yeah, continue to pray that we'll be fruitful. And uh, as we grow older, to develop an even deeper love for Christ and a... Um, more opportunities to share the gospel and make uh, not get lazy, but make more sacrifices and and uh, yeah, be more zealous. We want to be more zealous when we're when we're old and when we're young, and um, so we know that's only that's only going to come as a result of God's work in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is continued growth. I have been not as involved this year with some of the things that I love being involved with, with ladies' ministry at the church. But yeah, continue praying for the growth in the ladies' lives. A lot of them, English is like their third or fourth language. Some of them, a lot of them new believers, or maybe not believers. So uh, yeah, I long to be better and have the time to be back at Bible studies and discipleship. And um, yeah, you can pray. Even as my strength continues now in the next couple of months, I can take advantage of those times to be with the ladies when yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the lives of many of the people at our church are really difficult. Um, and yet many of them are really godly, and uh, we want to be a sending church. And yet, of course, if you're a uh, refugee, or we, we have, um, yeah, it's a neat church. We have homeless people. People have been homeless who are members sitting next to guys who have their PhD, and so that real relationships would happen, but also so that we'd be a church that would be able to really send out um, missionaries. And sometimes that seems impossible because of the finances, financial condition of the members of the church. But yeah, God can do more than we can think. And then just a personal, real quick, yeah. <laughs> personal. Um, just my parents um, live in California. And so they came out last year, October, and my mom had a stroke on the plane on their way here. So now um, they're not able to come and travel this far anymore. So it's hard for them. I'm their only daughter, and uh, we FaceTime a lot, and I keep telling them I'm doing really well. I have lots of little helpers and nurses here at the house, but it's hard for them to be far away and not be able to come. So... uh, yeah, for, pray for my mom. She has for a sure. sweet mom's heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It would be our joy to pray for you guys right now. Heavenly Father, it truly is such a privilege and a joy to get to spend time with Josh and Marta, Lord. We thank you so much for the work that you have done in their lives and giving them the 
miracle of salvation and a heart to serve and love you, Lord, and love to see your name magnified and glorified in South Africa, God. And we thank you for the work you're continuing to do in them as you mold them and shape them and use them for your glory. Father, we praise you for the children. We thank you for sovereignly, Lord, um, building their family exactly how you would have it and for giving Marta and Josh the grace and the wisdom to rely on you and to be godly parents, Father. We pray for McKenna and Cambria and Caitlin and Muzi and Zanelli and Bailey, for Lincoln and Kennedy and for Levi, God. And we thank you for each one of them, Lord. And we thank you for the testimony of grace and mercy that they have in their lives through their family and their church each day, Lord. Thank you for saving some of them already, Lord, and for giving them to even serve on a missions trip, Lord, this summer and desire even to go to a Christian university like Master's. Continue to grow them, to shape them, Father, and to give them hearts that long after you, Lord, that they would be passionate about your gospel as they grow. And we pray for the ones who do not yet know you, Lord, as their Savior, and we ask that you would draw their hearts to you, Lord, and may you work in their lives to make them love you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, God. Father, we also pray for um, Marta, Lord, and we're just so thankful to be able to rejoice along with the Max, Lord, as you are um, blessing them so sweetly, even through this trial, God. We thank you for even switching Marta's chemo treatment recently so that she doesn't have to feel sick more, Lord, and for renewing and really sustaining them, Father, through each phase of this, God. We thank you for the joy and the peace that you continue to bring into their home throughout it all. We thank you for the testimony that you are using them for, Lord, even things in ways they can't see as they uh, walk through this trial, Lord. And, Father, we do pray even for tomorrow for Marta's appointment that you would keep her blood count high enough that she would be able to continue her chemo treatment. And we pray for these next six weeks, Father, that that would be something that you would allow her to finish and complete and that they may go um, as planned with the treatment, Father. And through all of it, God, we rejoice knowing, even as Marta said, Lord, that you have a perfect plan for her, Lord. You have already planned the end, and we are so thankful to rest in that and to trust you, Father, our good and holy God. Lord, we also want to pray for the other ministries that you have Josh and Martin for all the training that goes on through the church and through the men that are coming and through the biblical counseling. Father, we thank you so much for this baby home and all the ways you are working in these little ones' lives and in their families' lives and even through the, the workers and the nannies, Lord, and how you even are saving people through this, God. Continue to bless it. Father, we also want to thank you for um, the church body and we know father that there's so many people that you call from all walks of life out of so many different backgrounds and difficulties and you are sovereign over each of those situations thank you for blessing their body in so many ways and the diversity and we pray that that would continue to uh, make the church so dynamic in its understanding of the body of christ and that you would a unity in their church god and that you would make them grounded father on being united in their purpose and their goal to honor and glorify christ father and we do pray that they would continue to be ascending church that they would have their hearts and their minds focused outwards not just at their body but at what you are accomplishing in other parts of south africa and in africa lord as you might send some of them out god father we do pray that you would continue to guard josh marta and the whole family continue to protect them allow them to be in their ministries and to be fruitful testimonies of the grace that you have done in their life god and we give you all the glory and praise in your son's name amen
Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you guys. And we want to give you a little pan of the room because all these ladies would love to say hi to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you too much. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks you so much, you guys. Give Thank all the you. kids hugs Thank for you. us. And we will talk to you guys soon. God bless you guys. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.